Welcome to Boy Boy Time Podcast. We're gonna get lady time, yeah. Oh, it's your boy, Boy Time Podcast. Coming in with the slam dunk of a theme song. Hi, ho, ho, it's me, Mike Flanagan, back at it again with a new episode of the Boy Time Podcast. And as always, joined by Babby. Yes, very, very good. Um, <laughs> so, I don't think this week's episode is going to be very long. I know I say that every week, but I, I think mean you said it. that last week and it was two hours. <laughs> yes, uh, it was a big oopsie, but, you know, we don't have a whole lot to talk about. I have not seen a single film. Well, that's not true. I have not watched a movie that I haven't already seen. I rewatched Wally. I I don't think I really need to talk about that. I don't think there's any commentary compared <laughs> to Wally at this point. No, everything that's been said about Wally has already been said. I will say that it is probably Pixar's magnum opus. I don't think they've made anything better than it since or before. I have a very soft spot spot in my heart for Up. But holy moly, Wally is just, it's something else. So if you have some, for some reason, maybe you're dismissive of animation or whatever, and you have not seen Wally, it it is a magnificent film. Um, so, but I'm not really, we're not going to go in depth and talk about it because, it, it, yeah, it's Wally. Um, I said I was going to rewatch Spider Man 3. Uh, I did not because I I'm not necessarily excited to rewatch Spider Man three, seeing it is it is uh, not great. Um, I, from what I remember, Spider Man three is a very mixed bag where there are some things that are really good, some things that are really bad. I know there's a lot of behind the scenes drama between Sony and Sam Raimi because. I think famously, Sam Raimi did not want to do anything with Venom or the black suit at all because he didn't know anything about it. Um, The only thing he wanted to do in Spider-Man 3 was Sandman and the new Goblin, where James Franco is now the Green Goblin. And if it was a movie of just those two things, I think it probably would have been pretty good. But then you shoehorn in Venom and... It's it's a very confusing mess, but who knows? Maybe I will watch it at some point. Um, I checked HBO Max this weekend because, um, you know, beginning of April. Uh, so HBO Max tells you what's going to be gone at the end of the month. And oh boy, there's so much good stuff on HBO Max that is getting removed at the end of the month. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. Um, But, you know, and there's like some like pretty important movies going to be removed. Uh, The one that comes to mind like immediately is Citizen Kane is getting removed off of HBO Max. I don't know where that's going. I I know. So if you have not seen the movie... And you are a film bro or any something, you know, you're into movies, I guess. Um, I would recommend it. It's pretty good. 
Um, a lot of what they're removing it, it are very old movies. So like Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, Streetcar Named Desire, uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, Taxi Driver, um, let's see, Cabaret. That's not super old. Goodfellas, um, The Philadelphia Story, The Star is Born with Judy Garland, which is like the 50s one. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of like old, older movies, uh, Malcolm X, that isn't an older one, but I, I need to watch that before it gets removed off of HBO Max because I have not seen it and it is, uh, was uh, it the Denzel Washington one? Yes. The Spike Lee Denzel Washington. Oh one. yeah. Um, I don't know why I haven't seen that. <laughs> it, well, <laughs> one reason is that it is very long. It is three hours and 20 minutes. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Uh, I need to see it though. Uh, I feel like I've read more about Malcolm Malcolm X than I have like watched any media, <laughs> which is probably the better thing to do. But I feel like I should have watched the movie at some point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Malcolm X is in a whole lot of, uh, you know, movies or whatever. It's you know, which is good. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if it would have to be done right, and I know Malcolm they X didn't is do the done MLK right. Treatment to him as much, which is yeah, good. yeah. Um, which, I mean, if Spike Lee makes a movie about it, then you're probably good. It's definitely a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Spike Lee's not going to, you know, over-glorify it. Whitewash. Or, yeah, whitewash it, um, which is what you want. So, yeah. I'll probably watch it. It's also, it was funny, um, Daniel Kwan of, of Daniel's fame did like a... Um, little tour of his like movie room and he has like just shelves and shelves of of like dvds and blu-rays whatever all all physical media and he pulled out malcolm x and he's like this is my favorite crime film and then he had to like he kind of got in hot water for saying that and he's like i didn't mean that i i can't believe i said it was my favorite crime film it's not a crime film i don't know why i said that um so yeah, I, th- I think it's He's funny. He's a fed. He's a fed. I honestly think it was a, a slip of the tongue because he does... Not that, like, you know, they're... <laughs> the Daniels are afraid of cameras or whatever, but, like, when someone's in your house shooting stuff, like, you're probably a little nervous. So I'm not... You know, I don't blame him for that. Especially since, like... He, you could tell he felt really bad because, like, he did, like, a bunch of tweets that was, like, I, I'm so sorry I didn't mean it. I'm so sad. Like, it's okay. Don't worry about it, my friend. Um, so I do need to see the best crime movie of all time, Malcolm X, before it leaves. Um, also, Shawshank is getting removed. I didn't um, even know Shawshank was on there still. Yeah, I know. I was looking through this. I'm like, man, I didn't know half of this stuff is on here. Uh, I need to see Ben Hur too. That's three hours and forty two minutes. I'm gonna yeah. be watching a whole lot of long movies, and I'm not looking forward to it. But I guess that's you know the price I pay. So there's my little PSA for everyone that has HBO Max. There's a lot of good stuff that's leaving. A lot of classics that are leaving. Uh, Stanley Kubrick's last movie, Eyes Wide Shut, is getting out of there. Um, I have not seen. I know it's. I think it's like a. 
a, a dirty sex movie. I don't know if it's as bad as A Clockwork Orange. I hope not, because that movie is not... I, I don't want to say it's not good, but I hated it. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see with all that. Oh, also A Clockwork Orange is getting removed. So there you go. Um, so there you go, a little PSA. I probably will be watching some movies, but I have not. But there hasn't been a whole lot of news uh, from very many things. We did get a couple of new trailers today, as of us recording this, for the Barbie film and for the Spider-Verse film. Both of them dropped on the same day. I, I don't... I guess there's not a lot of audience overlap for the two, but... I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Um, but that's pretty much the only big thing um, that really came out. Oh, I guess we also have to talk about the Asteroid City trailer, that new Wes Anderson movie that we briefly oh, yeah. talked about last week, but the trailer came out in between when we recorded and when the podcast came out. So we'll be talking about that. But we'll first be talking about gaming, I think there's only been one major development in terms of gaming stuff, and that is that E3 is gone. Uh, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Uh, we talked about this last time that Ubisoft was pulling out. So, I, I mean, I don't know who was going to even be there, but I guess E3 just decided, eh, we're just going to pull the plug, which uh, probably a good decision. Um, will the, the expo just go back to like electronics? Cause that's what it kind of was like entertainment electronics expo. I think, um, that's what the three E's stand for. Uh, will it become like a, uh, like a CES or a South by Southwest where they just, you know, show Tesla and do a model tunnel where you can ride your Tesla in the tunnel. Uh, time will tell. But right now, it's canceled. Um, I don't think it's known as to whether or not it will return next year. So it seems like everybody's going to be at Summer Games Fest or doing their own thing. So, yeah, I think that's it for gaming. I uh, there's Not a whole lot has happened. Um... Unless there's new developments in the Counter-Strike saga. No. Yeah, and I know. They did, I, like, I, two updates, but, like, I don't know. They're not letting enough people in at this point for anything to happen. Yeah. I think people have gone insane playing Dust 2 over and over again. I, I know I would. And people are saying that, like, the player base is so low that they're, like, pretty much queuing up with the <laughs> same people every game. So. Yeah. I'm hoping they'll probably open it up to more I, people soon. I don't know why it's being map, so... Or both. <laughs> I don't know why it's so limited. Like, yeah, I know was... there was, like, a huge glitch where, like, there were certain console commands that were available in-game. Oh, no. So people could literally turn on wall hacks, like, legally <laughs> through the through the uh, <laughs> the config, like, in the game. Oh, yeah, that's not good. So they turned that off, which is good. It's it's really funny that that one slipped through because you can't even use, like, right-hand zero for, like, the left-handed players like me. Oh, really? In that game yet. Yeah. Oh. So it's strange. That's probably because they haven't built it out yet and they're because you can't really change your view model or anything in there yet oh but yeah no real developments just valve being valve at the moment goofy yeah uh yeah 
Okay. Well, once that opens up, I do need to check. I have not checked if I got in. I yeah, downloaded... I log in every day, and it's it's so sad. <laughs> I downloaded Counter Strike, but I have not opened it to see if I got in. So maybe I should do that. I keep thinking about doing that and then forgetting. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But I think that's it for gaming news. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, I think we'll move on to movie news. Uh, I think we'll save all the trailer stuff for the very end. Because we have three trailers to kind of go through. I've seen them all. Have you seen all the trailers? I think I've heard about all three of them, but I don't think I've watched a single one of them. Okay. Okay, that's fine. There's not a whole lot in... Honestly, I think Barbie might be the one I'm least excited for. And that one was... Any pictures of the people are in it, which was funny, but other than that, yes. Yeah, Michael Sarah, they did something with Michael Sarah. I don't know yeah. what's going on with him. Like Ryan Gosling and like Simu Liu, they all look he look they look the same. But they did something to Michael Sarah. I don't know what it is. They try to do like some weird makeup stuff around his face, but it doesn't look good. I don't know what they're going for there. And his name is like Alan. Mm-hmm. Like, what is, uh, is there a Barbie guy named Alan? I thought the whole Maybe, bit is that know. they're all, that they're all Barbies and Kens. I mean, I'm sure there's more Barbies in the Barbie extended universe. <laughs> in, in the lore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll talk about that later. Talk about that later. Um, I think the first thing that we're going to talk about is... Clayface, the, the famous Batman villain, is going to be, if not the main villain in Batman 2, he is going to be present in, I guess, the Batman 2. Um, and then on top of that, Mike Flanagan, famous horror director, uh, actually pitched a Clayface movie to DC. Um, no word as to whether or not that's moving forward, but uh, that would be awesome. Mike Flanagan, um, I haven't seen any of his work because I'm not super into gothic horror. But in terms of, like, he's reviving this, like, dead genre called, called gothic horror. Um, he made, like, The Haunting of Hill House. He made Midnight Mass and The Midnight Club. All of his stuff is very kind of small scale in a house, kind of, um, but he makes good stuff, suffice to say. So I would love it if you would make a Clayface movie. Uh, I feel like you can do some weirdo stuff with that. Um, I, I feel like the you hear Clayface and, and you think it's uh, like a a big gooey monster, but, uh, sometimes in the comics, he's most, he just kind of is like a chameleon where he just can use the clay to, to become anybody, um, which I think is pretty interesting. You can do some stuff with that. And I'm sure they will do stuff with that in the Batman too. Don't know if the Clayface movie is going to move forward. I think Mike Flanagan even put out a statement that's like, I have nothing to confirm right now. So stop asking me about Clayface. So, don't know what's going on there, but we'll see. 
We'll see. Uh, speaking of superhero things, Marvel, uh, everybody's favorite. They are looking to start producing less movies in a year. All right. All right. This is a good move. I think getting closer to zero. <laughs> getting closer. There was a great period <laughs> of time, July. like after Endgame, for like a couple of years, and th- I know that was because of COVID, but it was it was a nice little break where there was no Marvel movies, and it was like, oh, Black Widow came and, and went. And then it's been mid ever since. <laughs> and then it's yeah, it's just all all kind of gross. Except the Spider-Man movie. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one movie that's kind of made it out of this. Okay, um, which is kind of crazy because that's like one for seven or something. Um, so, I guess they've decided maybe we should stop green lighting everything and rushing everything through production to meet deadlines that we can't. Uh, realistically meet and we will downscale our production which I think is good I don't know if that means they're going to make more television shows I could see that Um, I don't know if the television shows are getting more streams than the, the movie stuff I know they've been any good though I don't know I feel like those are not good either no um, people really liked Loki. I thought it was okay. I, th- I think the best one that they made is WandaVision. Oh, yeah, that's true. Which uh, is only good until it isn't. Uh, they have, like, a really unique idea, and that was more or less abandoned after, like, the fifth or sixth episode, and then it just became a Marvel movie. And that's not interesting. We've seen that like 20 times before. Um, And I think, I mean, it's obvious, like, I feel like Marvel fatigue is like a serious thing. Um, So, yeah, good on them for recognizing that and focusing to make more quality stuff, hopefully. Uh, I probably will see the Guardians... New, the new Guardians movie comes out in a month. Probably see that. Um, yeah, I'll, I'm going to be like in and out of the theater for like three months here. Um, in a couple weeks, Bo is Afraid comes out. Excited for that. Um, I will, of course, relate how that is. Um, and then we have the three trailers that we're going to be talking about are all coming out in June and July. So, got a lot of stuff coming up, which is good. Um, all right, we got some news about some Academy stuff, um, and this is, of course, classic Academy stuff in that it is a bad move in pretty much every conceivable way. Uh, the Academy is, uh, looking to potentially add a theatrical distribution requirements for films to be eligible for Best Picture at the Oscars. Right now, that is almost not a thing. The only requirements for Best Picture, in terms of its theatrical releasing, is that it needs to be in New York and L.A., which is pretty realistic for most places 
or most, you know, studios to produce. Um, but now they are looking to have movies that are going to be nominated for Best Picture must be in 15 or 20 of the top 50 markets in the U.S. to be eligible. Very specific. Okay. Um, I don't know why they're coming to this decision, especially since the Best Picture before Everything Everywhere was CODA, which, you know, not only, like, broke records and that like a bunch of actors who are deaf were like the first actors who were hearing impaired to win awards it was also the first movie to win best picture that was only on apple tv plus it it never had a theatrical release um so it kind of broke the only rule that it had but i guess um i mean that movie's good enough it's a great great movie um so it's kind of weird for them to do like a complete 180. Uh, and that it's like, we're going to give Coda best picture. That's never been in a theater. And then two years later, it's like, you must play in 20 cities across the U S to even be considered to, uh, win best picture. Weird move. Uh, especially since a lot of streaming services are putting out really good stuff. Uh, I, I mean, case in point is Coda, but also Pinocchio at Knives Out 2. Um, trying to think of, of really great stuff that's only been to streaming. Um, I mean, those are the three that come to mind. Those are recent examples, I suppose. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I don't think this is final, but this is all just kind of industry rumblings, which more or less usually turn into something. Um, because Academy, the Academy can't really make any moves without everybody finding out because the Academy is tied to like every single union. So, uh, all of the unions just kind of, it's not like that it gets leaked. It's just that when you're made up of like every single division of every single aspect of filmmaking, it gets out. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, we have a little bit of David Lynch. Uh, I, this is more like a little anecdote, but I thought it was kind of funny. It's the most David Lynch thing I've ever heard. Um, David Lynch says that he will never ever watch the new Dune movies. Um, and, <laughs> this was apparently at a Q&A. I don't know what he was doing at a Q&A. Um, but he added, I don't even want you to tell me about it, ever. <laughs> uh, so, respect. <laughs> respect. Um, and then he went on to tell some stories about the making of Dune, which I feel like everybody kind of knows. If you know anything about the, the David Lynch Dune, is that... Um, I feel like that's like the biggest turning point in David Lynch's career where he was kind of starting to become a name and studios were starting to work with him. And then once he made Dune, he's just like, screw it. I hate all of this studio stuff. I'm going to go make weirdo movies with my little camcorder that I made. And that's how Inland Empire was built. Um, so, yeah, I think he's done, though. Um, it, it, he, he said, well, 
honestly, I don't know if he's done just because he keeps making stuff and then saying he's retiring. Uh, he's kind of like um, uh, Miyazaki and uh, or Hayao Miyazaki from Ghibli, where it's just like, uh, I'm retired. Actually, I have one more thing. Because uh, he was originally supposed to stop after, I think, Inland Empire. And then he made the Twin Peaks return. And then he made that weirdo short film that's on Netflix where he interviews a monkey. Um, and now there's talks of, of maybe a new movie coming out soon. It's a, it's a little weird. I don't know what he's doing at a Q&A. Like, is there like a screening of one of his movies in L.A. or something and he came down just to yell at he people? He just felt like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could see it. Um, so... I thought that was pretty funny. He hasn't posted on the the weather, uh, a weather report in a very long time. That's concerning. I know. The weather uh, is canceled. <laughs> it is. Um, if I remember, I, I don't think he's done it at all this year. I think the last one was in December. Uh, yeah, December 16th was the last David Lynch weather report. Don't. He must have got cloned or something. He got cloned. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, people think that this is a lead-in to a movie. I don't think enough don't people think so. know about the Weather Report channel for that to be a thing. Um, but who knows? Uh, so <laughs> I guess that's a little David Lynch anecdote. He doesn't like Dune, um, which is understandable. So let's dive into trailer stuff now. I guess we'll go through Asteroid City first, since that was the one that came out first. Um, this is uh, the upcoming Wes Anderson movie. Um, I don't think we knew anything about it going in, but now the only thing I know about it is that Tom Hanks was clearly supposed to be played by Bill Murray. <laughs> That's the only thing I got out of the trailer. Um yeah, uh, you got some weirdo characters. You got, I mean, there's a father-son relationship. I think there's actually two um, between Tom Hanks and Jason Schwartzman and then one of Jason Schwartzman's kids. Is uh, You know, obviously there's a father-son relationship there. I think, I think the, the plot has something to do with aliens or maybe the hysteria of a fake alien invasion. Um, but whatever the case is that there, some sort of alien experience happens. And then all of these kind of quirky outsiders are quarantined in this small town in the middle of the Arizona desert in a town called asteroid city, a city that was struck by an asteroid a long time ago, and they keep the asteroid in a little cage in a crater. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Um, I don't know. It looks quirky. It, it, I, I really like Jason Schwartzman's performance in this. He seems like he's going to be like a really weird, like kind of a quiet, weird guy, which you don't usually get from Jason Schwartzman. Um, I feel like he's usually like a quirky... Um, like not uptight. He like tries to be a scoundrel type, but he's not quite there. Um, 
So I'm interested in this. Jason Schwartzman seems to be kind of channeling Benicio Del Toro from the French Dispatch, where he's just a depressed guy with a big beard. Um, Scarlett Johansson is like an actress, I think, and she's... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And and in the movie. Oh. (laughs) I I don't know her character. I don't know any of the, the, the names of these people. Um, I, but I think she's like an amateur actor, maybe like a B movie actor. Um, uh, and I think she's having like a budding romance with, um, Jason Schwartzman. Um, it's kind of weird. I forget who's top build in asteroid city, but you don't see, yeah. Margot Robbie is like towards the top of billing. She was not in the trailer at all. So I don't know what they're doing with He's that. The alien. She's the alien. I could see it. I could see it at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's all, all looking good. I think this is going to be a good one. Um, I'm very interested to see what Wes Anderson does in the desert. Cause I don't think he's done the desert. I feel like he's done like three France's. Even, even like Grand Budapest, I would say is in France, even though it's not, it is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The American frontier going to be interesting to see. Um, but there's not a whole lot to get from it, but I, you know, I will be there day one, June 23rd. Very excited. Uh, now let's talk about Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse 2. Part one, um, yeah, the trailer for this got me really excited for the movie. The The first trailer um, I thought was, you know, it was interesting, kind of weird, you know, raised a lot of questions, like why is everybody angry at Miles? Uh, I feel like we kind of got an answer here. Uh, so so the, this trailer kind of details that, like, there's this council of like elite Spider-Men or like the most important Spider-Men are in this council in the Spider-Verse, um, including Spider-Man 2099. And I think, uh, Peter Parker or like dad bod Peter Parker from the first Spider-Verse. I think he's in there. Um, and basically this council of Spider-Men kind of dictate how, you know, the smaller Spider-Man stories should operate and they kind of enforce that. And Miles is kind of like, I don't want, you know, I don't want to follow the story. I'm not going to follow the conventions. I want to, to be my own person. And that's kind of where the conflict is. I'm not entirely sure. It's a little vague. Um, but I think, I think I kind of get the theme of what they're going for here. Uh, cause you know, the theme of the first one was kind of like, you know, getting acceptance from, from yourself and from your peers, like in a group learning to, you know, stick together because all you've got are each other. And this one is more like, okay, yes, it's good to be in a group, but also maybe not blindly following them if they make decisions that you don't agree with. I think it's 
I, I like that. I like that next step in the Spider-Verse story. Um, so that's looking great. That's coming out on June 2nd. So it is right around the corner. Uh, I guess, well, not right around the corner. It's two months away. But it feels like it's right around the corner. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, Barbie was the last trailer we're going to be talking about today. Uh, this is an actual trailer for the movie, uh, as opposed to the first trailer that was a 2001 parody. Um, made me more confused than anything. Like, why is a Barbie movie... Why is the trailer for a Barbie movie, like, 75% the first part of 2001 A Space Odyssey? Um... And this one seems to more or less be actually what the movie's about. Um, so, yeah, there's a bunch of Barbies and a bunch of Kens, and they're all, they all live in Barbie world, and then Barbie and Ryan Gosling are leaving, and they're going to the real world, and we don't know why, but Will Ferrell is, like, the CEO of Mattel or something, I think. Uh... So, I don't, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I, the, they did not give the inciting incident in the trailer. We just know that they're leaving. Um, but one, I was a little bit worried because um, they seem to really be cashing or putting all of their chips in the innocent but not innocent humor I don't know if there's a better word for that, but, you know, it's like everybody in the Barbie universe doesn't, like, know what sex or any, like, of the bad things are. They don't know about, you know, drugs or, or you know, any of this these negative societal things. Yeah, it's just very clean, very neon, very bright. Everything's great. Um and so it's like there was one scene where like Ryan Gosling and Simu Liu were like getting into a fight and they were like, we're going to like, I'm going to beat you off. No, I'm going to beat you off. I could beat off two of you guys at the same time. And then Margot Robbie's like, stop it. Nobody's beaching anyone off. And I'm like, okay, is that going to be the whole movie? <laughs> Because it's not funny. It might be funny the first time, but the more times you do it is not funny. Um, and there was another thing where, like, Ryan Gosling was like, hey, maybe we should stay in the same house tonight, you know, since we're boyfriend and girlfriend. And Margot Robbie's like, why? Why do you want to do that? And he's like, I, I honestly don't know. I'm like, that's, that's more charming. That's more charming than the beat you off thing. Um... I don't know. I don't know. That's just funny. haha trailer moment. Yeah, it's a ha trailer moment. I'm trying not to let it get me down. I'm a Barbie stand through and through. Real. He didn't even know Alan was a thing. I didn't know Alan was a thing. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Everybody knows. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I didn't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the Barbie fandom. I've let you down. You read up on your Barbie theory before. You know <laughs> I apparently roasted. He would just be so lost. 
<laughs> I don't know. Can't really get the integral uh, societal aspects of the Barbie franchise. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, the trailer did not instill very much confidence in me. I was pumped going in with that first trailer because I'm like, this is going to be weird. Um, it's some weird artsy shit but they, for some reason, attached the Barbie name to it. I was expecting some, like, hyper-feminist stuff because it's Greta Gerwig. Like, I'm in, 100%. And then the the humor in the trailer kind of fell flat for me. I'm hoping that's the weakest stuff, and this was all just a big uh, red herring. And that He's saying that women aren't funny. That's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying that the humor in this movie fell a little flat. In the trailer, not even in the movie. I'm going to see it day one, July 21st. Um, free tickets to the Barbie movie, Free please. tickets. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's hilarious that Barbie and Oppenheimer are being released at the same on the same day, and I really, really want Barbie to outperform Oppenheimer. Just because I hate how pretentious Christopher Nolan is. Um, It might. It probably will. Um, I don't know how many people are going to be willing to sit through like a three hour long movie about the guy who made the atomic bomb. Um, Especially if like we're supposed to feel sympathy for him. I don't know if that's what they're going for. Um because, you know, I, I every time I see, like, an Oppenheimer quote, he's like, I'm so sad I made the atomic bomb. Oh, boo-hoo, I, I created the worst weapon the world has ever known. I'm like, I, okay. Shouldn't, you you knew what you were doing, like, for months and months and months. Uh, don't cry about it now. Um, so, I don't know. I probably will see Oppenheimer, too, just because I like Jack Quaid. Uh, he's a funny guy in the boys. So I probably will see it. But, yeah. Just later. After Barbie. But that's it for movie trailers and movie news, factually. Gonna move on to show news. I still have not seen Succession. I'm a Me bad either. person. Okay. I'm glad. <laughs> so well, the be... show will probably infuriate me, so I'm, I'm kind of living my best life. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> I was like, I have so much TV to get caught up on. And then I got caught up on two shows that were not Succession. So, whoops. I will be talking about those a little bit later. Actually, right after this. Uh, so, it was announced today that uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is getting an anime adaptation uh, by, by Netflix. So that's a little unfortunate. But it's, it's being headed up by Brian Lee O'Malley, who wrote the original graphic novels. And the, the entire cast from the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World Edgar Wright movie is returning to reprise their roles for the anime. Um which I think is actually pretty geeting awesome. I I think that the cast for that movie is like exactly spot on. 
Uh, it might be one of the best adaptations of a graphic novel ever. I don't know what else there would be. Watchmen? It's better than Watchmen. People like the Tintin movie. Is that a graphic novel? Is it? I don't know. I'm like American. Not, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think we know anything about that. Uh, Tintin is a series of 24 Bond dessinée albums. Okay. European comics. Genre is action manga. Manga was not a thing in like the 30s and 40s and 50s. They colonized. Well, <laughs> colonization yeah. Came back to Tintin manga. Weird. I know. Um, yeah. Um, Bread Sword has a great video about the Tintin movie. Gives a little bit of backstory for the author. I think his name is like Hersh. Um, but he's like, um, I don't want to say he's a holo- He's not a Holocaust survivor, but he was a cartoonist while the Nazis occupied Belgium. Um, and so like a lot of his stuff in the early days was like had to kind of conform to Nazi ideals. And then he kind of had to like completely try to scrap those from history because they were blatantly racist. Um, so I don't know. It's a very interesting video. I would recommend the bread sword video on that. Bread sword's just the best though. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens with this Scott Pilgrim anime. I know Edgar Wright's been promoting it like crazy. I'm just excited to hear Brie Larson's voice. Just all the time. So All the time. Just, yeah, I'm always excited to hear Brie Larson's voice. But, speaking of shows that I got caught up on this weekend... I, they're all Apple TV Plus originals. Um, I, I finished the hit Apple TV Plus series called Shrinking. Have you heard of this show? (laughs) No. Okay. It's a hit. Um, (laughs) so the show, uh, stars, uh, Jason Siegel. Uh, who you don't see much of these days. It's kind of sad. I like Jason Siegel a lot. Uh, it stars Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford in his first TV show ever. Uh, I, I saw an interview with him when someone's like, hey, why are you doing a TV show? He's like, yeah, I just wanted to try something new for once. Um, and Harrison Ford is playing Harrison Ford in this show. He is a grumpy old man who doesn't like to talk to anybody, uh, and he's you know very solitary, and he doesn't which let anyone Harrison in. Ford. Which is just Harrison Ford. It's like I feel like this part was written specifically for Harrison Ford, or at the it's very the only least. reason he did it. He doesn't even have to act. <laughs> it's like, hey, do you want to be in this show? You can just show up and improv. Harrison's like, yeah, where do I sign? Uh, so. Yeah, it's it's uh, so the premise of the show. Jason Siegel's the lead. Um, so Jason Siegel's wife dies 
like a year before the events of the TV show and he's kind of become a deadbeat dad. He has like a 17-year-old daughter um, and Jason Siegel spends all his time doing coke and hanging out with prostitutes, uh, basically kind of neglecting his daughter um, because he is so sad. Uh, and so the show is him like kind of learning to turn that around and become a good person again. Um, which probably only Jason Siegel could sell that role. Cause like, I feel like every, everything Jason Siegel's in, he kind of plays like a shitty guy, but he's just so likable that, you know, you still end up rooting for him and you do. Uh, but this show is called Shrinking because this guy's a therapist. Uh, and Harrison Ford is his boss. He's like the head of this, uh, I guess, psychiatry firm. Or I, I don't even know what you'd call it. Um, so, and Harrison Ford is kind of like his mentor. And so Jason Siegel, uh, you know, kind of does some like weirdo therapy methods uh, stuff that is probably not okay. The APA probably would not recommend you do these things. Uh, like, he lets one of his patients move into his house. He, uh, like, goes to a patient's house so that they can do some... Not sex. I, I made it sound like they were going over there to bang, but they don't. Um, but, yeah, he breaks, he breaks the rules, and Harrison Ford's like... Why do I stop breaking the rules? You're making the rest of us look bad. And, you know, Jason Siegel's like, whatever, I'm sad about my dead wife. I'm going to do what I want. Um, it's a good show. It's a good little... Uh, I feel like Apple TV Plus, the only reason I go there is for comfort TV. Because, like, Ted Lasso is exactly the same. Um, but there's more substance to it than a lot of, like comfort tv at least with shrinking and ted lasso uh the first season of ted lasso is just pure comfort tv but then like you watch severance then you watch severance yeah i have not seen <laughs> severance yeah i do need I haven't to. either i want to watch it i just haven't seen it yet. uh it's a great premise severance every time i hear someone talk about it i'm very interested uh anytime we can get some dystopian future stuff where corporations rule the world that's not, uh, that's just, it's that's just, just right. how it is. Yeah. It's, it's more so in Severance, where it's like, uh, I don't know, I need to see it. But um, it's definitely like the near future, where like if things uh, continue to get worse, then this is probably where it's going. Um, and then, you know, there's Shrinking and Ted Lasso, which is like, ah, a warm blanket. Um, but... Yeah, I'd recommend Shrinking. It's very, very good. Um, the acting is actually really, really solid. Um, but I forgot to mention, like, every single character has, like, something going on. Or, like, they're all flawed and going through shit. Or, like, Harrison Ford is, has Parkinson's, and so he's, like, trying to reconnect with his daughter. Um, and, like you know, have coming to grips with his mortality, which is, you know, they didn't even need Harrison Ford to act. 
I don't know. Harrison Ford just doesn't. How he, is. he just is. He's very introspective, Harrison Ford. That's why he's in Indiana Jones. Um, so, yeah, watch Shrinking. If you have Apple TV Plus, it's pretty good. I don't know if I would get Apple TV Plus to watch it, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what you would get Apple TV Plus for. I guess if you really like Ted Lasso, I guess. You just really love Apple. You're, you're an Apple stan. I love this giant tech conglomerate. Yummy favorite. I have loyalty to the brand. Um, so, yeah. But speaking of Ted Lasso, I have watched the first three episodes, and it's pretty good. Not as good as season two so far, but pretty good. Uh, why I loved season two so much, and I don't know how much I've talked about this on the podcast. Uh, I know a lot of people were turned off by season two because the first season is more or less just like a run-of-the-mill sports show with like a little quirk to it. And that quirk is that Ted Lasso is this down-home country boy from Kansas, uh, you know, moving to England to be a, a football, soccer coach. Um, and he's just a very upbeat, happy-go-lucky guy in a world where everybody wants him to fail. And that's ki- that's kind of the premise of the first season. And then the second season comes around, and everybody's depressed uh and there's like a therapist that moves in they have like a a a therapist that comes in for everybody on the team and everybody who works at the football club to use and you know there's a lot of good therapy moments uh i'm always a fan of that i'm always a fan of people being real and having these kind of flaws and being open and learning to communicate these things, I think is a great message for everybody. Um, which, you know, recently the, the cast of Ted Lasso went to the white house to talk about this. Um, I guess Joe Biden doesn't know what depression is. So it took, it took the cast of a, I wasn't invented. (laughs) It's not a thing. And then, and then Jason Sudeikis, rolled up to the White House and was like, actually, you know, depression's a bad thing, okay? <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know why I did the South Park therapist, man. Uh, but, yeah, then now Joe Biden is going to fix depression. Joe Biden. Joe Biden's going to fix it. He's going to yeah, fix it. That's how this works. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of weird because, like, I know Jason Sudeikis is American, but, like, everyone else, like, from the cast, I think is British. So it was kind of weird that, like, a bunch of British people were coming to the White House to explain how depression works. I don't know. It was just a kind of a weird image. Um, But, yeah, I love that. I love, I love any time we can get some flawed characters up in here. Uh, I'm for it, especially when it comes to talking about your feelings. I like that whenever that happens in movies or TV, which is why uh, Goodwill Hunting is the best movie of all time. Uh, but then season three, 
has been fine. The therapist character is gone, and they seem to be putting all of their chips in... Uh, it's more or less kind of reverted back to season one, and I think maybe some of that is that they might have gotten some backlash from people uh, who wanted a you know, soft comfort show and it got everyone is sad and everyone is <laughs> depressed. Um, I don't know why people don't like that, but it's kind of gone back to season one. Um, the child acting is really bad. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember Ted Lasso's son being like the worst actor of all time, but it's, it's not good. Uh, which I feel, I don't usually bring up child acting um, or bring up that it's bad because they're kids. Um, but th this kid is maybe like 12 or 13. It isn't like it's a little six or seven year old. Um, yeah, he's really hamming it up, um, which I guess is kind of respectable in a way. But yeah. Get your bag. Get your bag. But it's kind of weird because we know that good child acting can happen. Um, you know, Macaulay uh, Culkin is probably the best actor of our generation. Of all time. And he even, he started as a, a, a guy in a He made movie. that funny face. In that he made movie. a funny face. He got eaten by bees in that one movie. I forget. I forget what that movie's called. I just know that he dies from bees, and he's Richie Rich. Real. Yeah, and I mean, not very many people, except for Robert De Niro, can say that they've shared the screen with Joe Pesci twice. I would love to share the screen with Joe Pesci once, but I guess that's why Macaulay Culkin has paid the big bucks. Um. What were we talking? Oh, Ted Lasso. Uh, yeah, it was kind of weird. I was kind of immediately turned off because uh, it felt like I was, um, <laughs> I was back in like the the like twenty tens or whatever. Like because his son is like playing this his switch, and I think he's playing. Oh, I forget what he's playing. Oh, but it was it was off. It was like, you know, when like in an older movie, it would be like, oh, I got to get my, I got to get, go to the level, the next level, level up, got to get my high score. Uh, like that was just like pixels of the anime scene. <laughs> right. Like that was how every single video game was portrayed um, in, in movies. Uh, and then like in this one, they actually name dropped video games, but then they were wrong. Like. Or, like, the lingo was not correct. And maybe it's because they wanted people to actually relate to it and didn't expect a true a true and epic gamer to watch Ted Lasso. Um, but, like, the, the stewardess that is on this plane with this kid is, like, you got to put your switch away, but, like, I know how hard it can be. I once didn't let an entire boarding group on the plane because I was too busy getting to the last level of Breath of the Wild. Like, Breath of the Wild doesn't have levels, lady. I feel like if you wanted to do that, Nintendo is the absolute worst company to do it for. <laughs> True. 
I think he was playing Pokemon or something. It was, That's it was even worse. It was something like that. Um, I don't remember what it was, but it was. Just, it just kind of took me out. I, I kind of had to laugh to myself because I was like, okay, I understand. I get it. Not everyone is an epic gamer. As an epic Reddit gamer, <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> but I mean, just do a little bit of Googling. There's no levels in Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is one of the few games that, like, doesn't have levels. It's, it's just the most open thing ever. So, if she said shrine or divine beast... I'm not going to write that in the script. You're not going to write it. Then just don't put it in. It just... I mean, if if there was a flight attendant talking to a child about a video game they played, they would describe it that exact way. <laughs> Unless the the kid was playing the game that they were talking about, and then the yeah. flight attendant would be like, "Ah, I was trying to get through the last shrine, shrine one twenty gamer moment," and then the kid would be like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And I don't play the game I played. I don't know, I don't know. Maybe I'm nitpicking and bias. I'm definitely nitpicking and bias. Um, but it was just like, oh, okay. It was kind of weird because that was like the first scene in the show. And I'm like, okay, not a strong start for me. Um, and then it has kind of been okay. It's okay. It isn't like fantastic. I'm not loving it as much as I love the second season so far. But yeah, I don't know. Definitely feels more like the first season, which was good but I need something a little more deep than down-home country boy is a, a, a good old boy in the big city just trying to find a business girl who needs to learn to come back home just in time for Christmas. Hopefully. But I think that's it. That's it for me. Oh, except we do have two who asked for this news. God. It's been a good week. Um, the first bit of who asked for this news is Disney, the king of live-action remakes, announced they are going to make a remake for Moana. A movie that... Is it even five years old? Just came out. How, like how old is Moana? 2016. I guess seven, seven years old. They're about somewhere. Um, yeah, I don't like this choice. Um, I take the the. I guess the maybe the only good thing that's gonna come out of this is that the Rock is returning. Are they gonna put him in a fat suit? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I think they're just going to have him be super ripped. I think the question is, are they going to give The Rock a wig? I hope so. I hope so, too. That might be the only good thing. Uh, but yeah, he's coming back, and then I'm going to mispronounce the lead ladies. It's Leel Cravalho. Yeah, sorry. Um but she's she's coming back as the as Moana, but they're remaking it. I don't get this. Like I kind of 
I mean, I understand why Disney makes live action remakes of all of their old properties because they need to extend the copyright. But why make a remake of Moana? And I think they, I think, aren't they making a live action Frozen? Probably. Live action Frozen teaser trailer concept. No. Are they doing a live action Frozen? I can't see anything. I don't think so. Not yet. I know they're making a Frozen 3. Maybe that's where I'm getting my wires crossed. So yeah, it's a weird move. But we have another remake slash reboot that maybe has the worst timing. (laughs) HBO Max, in all of its infinite wisdom, decided that you know what the world needs right now you know who you know who the internet just can't get enough of that jk rowling she is such an inspiration to everybody uh everybody loves her she's never been problematic at all Uh, let's go ahead and remake the harry potter books into a television program um, that nobody's going to watch. No, but, well, people are going <laughs> to watch this. The original characters are not coming back. Wait, the original? I th- I think the, it's the actors. The aren't actors are, and I think back. it's like, is there a book for every movie? There is going to be seven seasons. Oh my! God. So each season will be a book. Yes. So uh, this will be, in, I, I assume, an entirely recast thing and Who is this for i don't know diehard harry potter fans that aren't uh, diehard harry potter fans are not even gonna watch it <laughs> i don't know i don't know it's real ballsy to just be like yo seven seasons greenlit at hbo max when they can't give one season to any animated show um so yeah but not only that not only is it going to be a reboot of the Harry Potter thing, which is unnecessary since they already made eight movies for each of those books and two for the last one, but J.K. Rowling is going to be involved. It was it was confirmed that in order to <laughs> preserve the creative vision of the books, uh, the 20-year-old books, it's important for the author to still be involved. Percy Jackson's doing it over at Disney. We gotta, we gotta get J.K. Rowling to, I don't know, have her brain her. is like Elon Musk's mush brain right now. So anything that she comes up with is gonna be hot garbage. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to I think. Can't of wait this. for a goblin species to cause some havoc. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean. If you look at the bank scene from the yeah. first Harry Potter movie, yeah. that it's rough. There's straight up like stars of David on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so J.K. Rowling is is may may not only be transphobic, but she is maybe anti-Semitic. Hard to say. She's a lot of things. <laughs> uh, 
she also like the the Asian characters in in Harry Potter are also given like super stereotypical names. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I don't know. This is just a bad move. Every everything in the who asked for this section is just a bad move. I don't. I don't often get to to um, put stuff in here. I probably should more often. Um. Because I feel like all all the time, who asked for this news is happening. But I think I think the Harry Potter one is probably worse than the Moana one. The Moana one is oh, more or less harmless. <laughs> um, you know, it's just Disney oversaturating the market with garbage. Um, so, but that you know, what else is new? So. That's it. That's it for my section of the show. Throw it on over to Babby to talk about music. Nothing really happened. Oh. Um, <laughs> I mean, Boy Genius came out, but you'll hear our thoughts on that next week. Next week. So, it sucked. Um, uh, Tyler dropped his deluxe thing that I talked about last week. Um pretty decent i mean there's like eight songs on it so it is like a cool like 30 minutes of extra music Mm -hmm. um it's kind of like the denzel deluxe where it's like these are obviously like really good songs that he's putting on and not just like weird b-sides um which is good i I like this kind of if you're gonna do a you know deluxe album at least make it worth it yes um but yeah those songs are pretty sick i mean you have like vince staples asap rocky and yg as features so they're definitely like you know well thought out complete songs um they're all pretty good i mean you can tell where some of them you know aren't included just because like it doesn't completely fit with what the album is but at the same time it's like it's still definitely in this kind of era of what he's doing um and this does officially kind of close out this kind of section for him so he is gonna be doing his new thing i'm I'm guessing we'll still get an album this year that seems what he's ramping up to do um but i I, he's I don't know how he like got a video for like three of these and he's probably gonna have an album in like the next couple of months. Like, I don't know he's working on it over <laughs> there, but yeah, uh, it's pretty great. Um, definitely worth, uh, the listen. I think sorry, not sorry is like the big highlight for everybody. Um, but Stuntman with Vince Staples is always, always great. So, um, yeah, that was pretty good. Give that a listen. Um, what else? That was the main thing that came out this week. Um, in terms of new releases, uh, just got announced that Amine and Kay Trinata are making a collab album, mm. which I'm surprised has not been a thing. I feel like that's the easiest combo in the world. Um, but they said that's coming out very soon. So um, I'm hoping that's you know within the next couple of months because that is perfect summer music. Um, yeah. But other than that, I mean, we just kind of hit a big giant release wall and now I don't know <laughs> what to do with my life after this. So, yeah. Um, we got a little bit and then it just stopped. Well, I mean, it was pretty good. What long I mean, yeah, lasted. we got like some pretty good albums. <laughs> and then, now it's just, eh. yeah. Yeah. You know, all right, I guess I don't, I don't have anything exciting to talk about with music either. Listening to the same old stuff, although now I'm gonna add JPEG Mafia to, and Boy Genius to the rotation. Sure. But um, yeah, 
It's been a slow, slow year for music so far. Year. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's fine. I guess. I suppose. It's, it's just, I guess it's been a slow year for everything. Like, I feel like nothing really has come out. Well, I mean, everybody, like, tried to get the everything out as soon as possible last year because the pandemic was over. Uh, true. Yeah, so now, so now it feels it's like... like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Uh, I feel like I feel like we're we're at the calm before the storm. At least for movies, we're getting a ton of stuff this summer that mm-hmm. I'm pumped for. I think we're actually gonna have a good summer for like, I don't want to say blockbusters, but like just a good summer in terms of release. Um, the Mario movie is coming out this week. Let's go. So I don't know if I'm gonna see it right away. Uh, I might. Depends on what I'm doing, I suppose. Um, but I, I do have a busy weekend this weekend and next weekend. I'm really busy until, like, the middle of May, and then things are going to slow down. But I'm going to try to keep watching movies, because I need to watch a bunch of stuff on HBO Max before it all dies. Right now. Right now. Um... So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what's happening with everything. But a lot of shows are ending. I mean, Succession is ending. Barry is ending. Ted Lasso is ending. I don't know if, if Shrinking is getting another season. Um, so I don't know. We're about to we're about to go into the void here. I'm not sure what to be excited for anymore. I, all the shows I was currently watching are over. Meaning, meaningless without media consumption. I know. <laughs> Atlanta's over. Better Call Saul is over. And now Succession and Barry are going to be over. What's left? There's this thing called Grass. No, that can't be it. It's kind of underground. <laughs> it's underground. It's not underground. I suppose. <laughs> it's overground. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what's happening with all that. Uh, I guess we have Black Mirror to look forward to, if that's something you I'm can not looking forward, look forward to, that. to it. <laughs> I look forward to it. I love Black Mirror. I don't know why. I feel like I'm kind of messed up. <laughs> yes. Uh, my girlfriend can't even look at the picture of Black Mirror without getting freaked out, so... Um, you know, maybe there's something wrong with me, but that's fine. Acceptance. Acceptance. Yeah, that's the first step. Well, no, that's the last step, actually. That is the last step. You've already gone through all the steps. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't any bargaining or anger or... I just skipped straight to that. I just went straight to step. acceptance. <laughs> well, that's, I didn't, wasn't grieving. I wasn't grieving the loss of this show still being made. But, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything exciting channel-wise. I mean, our boy Genius Reaction's coming out soon. Uh, is our JPEG Mafia release coming out soon? Um, yes. 
I don't know when the podcast is going up, so it will be up soon. Uh, the podcast comes out on Thursday morning. It will be out soon. Okay. I'll take it. Uh, Boy Genius will be same bat time, same bat channel on Monday. Uh, and then doing best songs of all time again. Yeah. And then we'll see we'll see if we can get Bab Jab back for that. And then we're going back to our wheel. Which is very exciting. Yeah. I need to redo some of it. I need to redo all of it. Okay. I feel like most of the stuff on here I I, I still stand for and they are good picks probably. I'm not sure. Uh but we'll see. We'll see what happens with all that. I'm still hoping for um, a yikes to come up where we can do Christopher Lee. Listen to a Christopher Lee record. We go back to music we want to listen to, and like you just get a yikes right away. That would crush my heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But it would be pretty funny. Real. So I guess that's it for podcast this week. Next week, we may or may not have a Mario movie discussion. One or both of us might may or may not see it. Hard to say at this point. Uh, I think I saw it has a 48 on Metacritic. Which That's pretty good. It's, pretty, it's, uh, it's about what I was expecting. Metacritic might be the least reliable uh, scoring site ever, though. That's so. true. Let's see. Let's see right now if it has a Rotten Tomatoes. As a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. There we go. With 84 reviews. I think the Metacritic, when I was looking at it, only had 30-something. So, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, this review kind of sums up what I think is probably going to be. It's mildly amusing, swift, noisy, and unrelentingly paced. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's an Illumination movie. I don't... <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But. Bye.